Docetism, the belief that Christ's corporeal form was mere illusion, possessing only the semblance of matter. The word itself comes from the Greek, the word dokin in Koine Greek meaning to seem, and dokesis meaning apparition or phantom. Early groups who embraced docetism were sometimes referred to as doketai, meaning illusionists or phantasmus. Docetism was largely a Gnostic doctrine. Gnosticism from the Greek word gnosis is an umbrella term for a number of early spiritual schools and sects that placed an emphasis on secret or hidden knowledge. Although drawing from a variety of influences including Greek philosophy, especially Middle Platonism, as well as Zoroastrianism and other religious and mystical traditions, it's thought that Gnosticism grew out of the milieu of Hellenistic Judaism and early Christianity. The idea that Jesus was a being of pure spirit, lacking physical form, was in keeping with Gnostic teaching concerning the opposing dualistic nature of spirit and matter. The Gnostics believed that matter was corrupt or evil, the creation of an inferior godlike being known as the Demiurge, and that entrapped in matter was spirit or the divine spark, freeing the spirit from the corrupt world of matter and the bondage of the flesh required gnosis or knowledge. According to some Gnostic sects, Jesus was a kind of avatar of the true God or supreme being who had come or been sent to bring gnosis to the world. Such was the case with Marcionism. Named after early church father Marcion of Senape, the Marcionites believed that Christ was a spiritual entity sent by the monad to liberate man from the material bondage of the Demiurge. Due to Christ's divine nature and the fact that the true God was an immaterial being, Jesus couldn't have been a flesh and blood man. Others believed Jesus was merely human and yet had attained a level of divinity through Gnosis and sought to teach others to do the same. Some perceived him as having a dual nature. Jesus was a human man and Christ was a separate entity who entered as a dove during his baptism and departed upon his death on the cross. The Gnostic sect known as the Mandeans had a rather hostile view, considering Jesus to be a false messiah who corrupted the teachings he had received from John the Baptist. The first mention of those who embraced docetism being referred to as dokatai or dokate seems to come from a passage in a letter or pamphlet written by Bishop Serapion, the Patriarch of Antioch, in the late 2nd and early 3rd century. The passage would later be mentioned by early church father and historian Eusebius of Caesarea. During a pastoral visit to the Christian community of Rosas, modern-day Arces, in southern Anatolia, Serapion discovered the doctrine of docetism in what is now considered the apocryphal Gospel of Peter. Serapion denounced the text as a heretical forgery. What we knew of the Gospel of Peter came only from various literary references and quotations until a fragmentary version of the manuscript was rediscovered in 1886 by a French archaeologist. It appeared to date to the 8th or 9th century and had been buried with an Egyptian monk some 60 miles north of Nag Hammadi where the famous Nag Hammadi library, a cache of ancient Gnostic texts had been found. In the Gospel of Peter, Christ still cries out during the crucifixion, but appears to feel no pain. Instead of the famous cry, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He shouts, my power, my power, 
thou hast forsaken me. Following this, he is immediately taken up to heaven. The late biblical scholar F.F. Bruce writes, The docetic note in this narrative appears in the statement that Jesus, while being crucified, remained silent as though he felt no pain. And in the account of his death, it carefully avoids saying that he died, preferring to say that he was taken up, as though he, or at least his soul or spiritual self, was assumed direct from the cross to the presence of God. We shall see an echo of this idea in the Quran. Then the cry of dereliction is reproduced in a form which suggests that, at that moment his divine power left the bodily shell in which it had taken up temporary residence. Early church father Irenaeus in his book Against Heresies described the Gnostic view of the crucifixion thusly, he did not himself suffer death, but Simon, a certain man of Cyrene, being compelled, bore the cross in his stead so that this latter being transfigured by him, that he might be thought to be Jesus, was crucified through ignorance and error, while Jesus himself received the form of Simon, and standing by laughed at them. For since he was an incorporeal power, and the noose mind of the unborn father, he transfigured himself as he pleased, and thus ascended to him who had sent him, deriding them, inasmuch as he could not be laid hold of, and was invisible to all. As indicated by F.F. F. Bruce, this idea of Jesus escaping death on the cross would appear again centuries later in Islam. From the Quran, Surah 4, verses 157-58. And because of their saying, We slew the Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, Allah's messenger, they slew him not, nor crucified him, but it appeared so unto them. And lo, those who disagree concerning it are in doubt thereof. They have no knowledge thereof save pursuit of a conjecture. They slew him not for certain, but Allah took him up unto himself. Allah was ever mighty, wise. In the year 325, the first council of Nicaea was convened. It was an ecumenical convocation of Christian bishops, convoked by the Roman Emperor Constantine. Among the main goals and achievements of the council were the establishment of a set date for Easter, formulating the first part of the Nicene Creed, and the lofty goal of settling the question of the exact nature of the divinity of God the Son and his relationship to the Father. It was here at this council that the controversial doctrine of docetism would finally be unequivocally rejected. However, docetism would linger into the 14th century in the East as a part of the widespread religion known as Manichaeism. The main rival to Christianity prior to the rise of Islam, Manichaeism was founded in the 3rd century by the Persian prophet Mani, and is thought to have been influenced by Buddhism, Gnosticism, and local Persian religious movements. Similar to Zoroastrianism, Manichaeism placed a strong emphasis on the duality of good and evil, light and darkness. The following is from Samuel N. C. Liu's 1992 book, Manichaeism in the Later Roman Empire in Medieval China. Jesus and Manichaeism possessed three separate identities, Jesus the Luminous, Jesus the Messiah, and Jesus Patabilis, the Suffering Jesus. As Jesus the Luminous, his primary role was a supreme revealer and guide, and it was he who woke Adam from his slumber and revealed to him the divine origins of his soul and its painful captivity by the body and mixture with matter. 
Jesus the Messiah was a historical being who was the prophet of the Jews and the forerunner of many. However, the Manichaeans believed he was wholly divine. He never experienced human birth as notions of physical conception and birth filled the Manichaeans with horror, and the Christian doctrine of virgin birth was regarded as equally obscene. Since he was the light of the world, where was this light, they asked. When he was in the womb of the Virgin, Jesus the Messiah was truly born at his baptism, as it was on that occasion that the Father openly acknowledged his sonship. The suffering death and resurrection of this Jesus were in appearance only, as they had no salvific value, but were an exemplum of the suffering and eventual deliverance of the human soul, and a prefiguration of Manny's own martyrdom. The pain suffered by the imprisoned light particles in the whole of this visible universe, on the other hand, was real and imminent. This was symbolized by the mystic placing of the cross, whereby the wounds of the passion of our souls are set forth. On this mystical cross of light was suspended the suffering Jesus, Jesus Patabilis, who was the life and salvation of man. This mystico crucifixio was present in every tree, herb, fruit, vegetable, and even stones in the soil. This constant and universal suffering of the captive soul is exquisitely expressed in one of the Coptic Manichaean songs. The strangers with whom I mixed, me they know not. They tasted my sweetness, they desired to keep me with them. I am life to them, but they were death to me. I bore up beneath them. They wore me as a garment upon them. I am in everything. I bear the skies. I am the foundation. I support the earths. I am the light that shines forth, that gives joy to souls. I am the life of the world. I am the milk that is in all trees. I am the sweet water that is beneath the sons of matter. This concludes this special documentary episode of The Week in Doubt. As always, thanks for listening.